0: Welcome to the Mastery Over Money podcast. My name is Michael Kim, and I'm a wealth coach, future CPA, and creative at heart. My mission is to help young professionals such as yourself have mastery over your money and start living a life of financial freedom. Not only will I teach you how to save, invest, make, and maximize your money, but I'll also transform the way that you think about it. At the end of the day, money management is a skill And when you have mastery over it, you can create anything. Are you ready? Awesome. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mastery Over Money podcast. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like time is just flying by. It is already October, uh, Q4 of the year, and only like three more months left for 2021. Recently I was looking at my money plan and just trying to see like where I'm at with all my financial goals and everything like that. And you know, 2021 has been a really great year. It has been a good year for business. It has been a good year at my nine-to five job. Uh, it has just been a good year to hang out and see friends as well. so I am very content. How are your 2021 goals going? There's only three months left of the year, but three months is a long time. So uh, if you want to hit those goals, then the best thing is to stay focused and keep on track. So today is part two of the investing series that we're having on this podcast. Last week, you learned about what the true purpose of investing is. And you learn that the true purpose of investing isn't to make money. The true purpose of investing is to hit your financial goals. Okay, so that was all about the basics of investing. You have to first know the purpose of investing before you actually get started with investing. So today, we're going to be learning about the concept called the investing spectrum. And what the investing spectrum is, is pretty much choosing your investing strategy. What type of investing strategy are you going to choose? And we're going to be talking about the four different investing strategies that you can choose and which strategy you should use based on your unique situation. If you're ready to start learning about investing, get your notepad, or your iPad, or whatever you use to take notes, and let's get started. So let's talk about the investing spectrum. So what is a spectrum in the first place? Well, the most common spectrum that I know of is the spectrum of the LGBTQ community. So before, back in the day, people would either see people as you're straight or you're gay, it's either or, right? But more recently, it isn't as black and white as that, right? There are a lot of people who are kind of in between, they're like non-conformative or they're bi, and there's so many different um, classifications that people can be, and that's the reason why they created a spectrum. So if straight is on one side and gay is on the other side, there are many different things that you can choose on on the spectrum, right? And that's the reason why there is a rainbow. (laughs) So when it comes to investing, there is also an investing spectrum. Let me explain. There are two types of investors. There are either active investors or they're passive investors. Let's have active investors on one side of the spectrum and passive investors on the other side of the spectrum. So active investors are typically people who have to spend a lot more time and energy to invest their money. And the reason for this is because they're probably making multiple different trades within one day. So the thing about active investing is yes, there is a great potential to make a lot of money through active investing, but at the same time, there is equally amount of risk in order to lose that money. If you've ever watched investing movies like The Big Short or Wolf on Wall Street, these movies often follow the lives and the characters of active investors. And the reason for this is because it's really cool and sexy and it's really exciting. But the problem of this is that it's only portraying one type of investor, the active investor. And there's a whole other side, which is passive investing. So passive investing are... Typically, investors who do not have to spend a lot of time and energy to invest their money, they kind of just buy it once and then they hold it for like 10 years or 20 years. Although the returns may not be super amazing or as high as active investing, but they're able to mitigate the amount of risk that they have in the market. So how I like to explain active and passive investing is through a driving analogy. So recently, I was driving to Montreal with my family, and we were on the highway. So when you're driving on the highway, the speed limit is 100 kilometers per hour. But the thing is, there are some drivers who want to drive really, really fast and get to their destination like as soon as possible. Right, so maybe they'll like drive at one hundred and fifty kilometers per hour. So the pro of this is that yes, you might be able to get your destination in a short amount of time. Maybe you'll be able to cut off like an hour or thirty minutes off of your time of traveling. But then the con, the risk is that if there's a police that catches you, then this could like you you might get ticketed and you might. And it might ruin your driving record and impact your insurance. So this type of driver is like an active investor. Yes, you can get great returns, but then there's also an equally amount of higher risk. In contrast, there's passive investing, where the person, where the driver, is literally just on the speed limit. They drive 100 kilometers per hour, maybe it takes them longer to get to the destination, But at least they know if there is a police person on the road, then they know that they won't be ticketed. This driver who drives at the speed limit is like a passive investor. They're still driving towards the destination, and they'll still get to the destination, but they're mitigating the amount of risk that they're taking. But as I said before, this is an investing spectrum. So there is active investing on one side of the extreme spectrum, and then there's passive investing at the other extreme of the spectrum. But in total, there are different strategies within this investing spectrum that you can also choose from. So in total, there are four different investing strategies that we're going to be talking about today. The first one is passive investing. The second one is picking individual stocks. The third option is options trading. And th- the last option is day trading. So before we talk specifically about each of these strategies, we're going to be evaluating these strategies based on three criteria. The criteria is time, risk, and return. So time is pretty self-explanatory. Time is how much time that you need to put in order to implement the strategy successfully. Some of the strategies that we'll be talking about today only require you to manage your money like one hour per month. Meanwhile, other strategies require you to literally be at your computer desk for 12 hours every single day. Right, so time is an important factor to consider when you're evaluating an investing strategy. The second criteria is risk. So what is risk in the first place? Well, the formal definition of risk in terms of investing is that risk is equal to volatility. And what volatility is, is how much a stock goes up and down. For example, if, a, like, if you ever looked at a stock market, you'll see the stock market is literally going like up and down, up and down all the time, right? So volatility, if, if a stock has a high volatility, then it goes up and down really drastically. For example, like cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency constantly goes up and down by like the thousands in one day. In contrast, something with low volatility would be something like RBC. So, RBC, the Royal Bank of Canada, is a relatively stable stock and it has a lower volatility. So, it, the stock price doesn't go up and down as much as cryptocurrency. So, this is the formal definition of risk when it comes to investing. But I like to talk about another perspective when it comes to risk. And I want to say that risk is relative. Risk is based on your skill level. How I like to explain this is let's pretend we're going swimming. So let's say you are a beginner swimmer. You've, you don't know how to swim and you decide to jump in the middle of the ocean. So if you're deciding to jump in the middle of the ocean and you have no idea how to swim, you are taking a lot of risk because you could drown, especially if you don't have a life jacket, right? But in contrast, let's take like Michael Phelps, the Olympic gold medalist, and he decides to jump in the the middle of the ocean. Is he taking a lot of risk or is he not taking a lot of risk by doing that? Well, since Michael Phelps is an amazing swimmer and he's really good at swimming, even if he jumps in the middle of the ocean, I think he'll still be pretty good. And I would say that he's not taking a lot of risk by jumping in the middle of the ocean. So this is what I mean by risk is relative and it's based on your skill level. When it comes to investing, yeah. If you are if you are a beginner and you have no idea what you're doing and you're just buying random stocks because someone on Reddit told you to, then yeah, investing is pretty risky if you don't know what you're doing. But remember from episode number two that investing is a skill. Investing is a skill that can be learned and you can be either good, average, or excellent at the skill. And if you have mastered investing, if you actually know what you're doing, what investments to buy, why you're doing it, what strategy that you're using then investing is not risky at all. For example, when it comes to investing, because my skill level is pretty high on when it comes to investing, that means that I can take a lot more risk than the average person and still investing isn't risky to me because I actually know what I'm doing. So when people say, oh, don't invest your money because it's so risky and you might lose all of your money, think about where that information is coming from. Because it's likely that the person saying those phrases and saying those things are people who have not learned how to invest their money. And they probably tried to invest their money without learning the skill. And because of that, they lost a lot of money. To them, investing is risky. But it doesn't have to be risky for you. So the third criteria that we can use to evaluate investing strategies is return. And we talked about return in the first episode of the investing series. And what your return is, is pretty much how much money can you make. For example, let's say you can get a 10% annual rate of return from your investments and you're investing $10,000. That means you can get $1,000 every single year, approximately. So different strategies will have different returns that you can get. Okay, so to recap, the three criteria that we use to evaluate investing strategies is time, risk, and return. So now that we know this, let's evaluate the four different investing strategies. Investing strategy number one, passive investing. So what passive investing is, is pretty much investing in the entire stock market. So oftentimes people only think about investing as like individual stocks, like investing in Microsoft or investing in RBC. But the thing is, is that passive investors, they invest not in just one certain company, but they invest in all of them. The way that they're able to do this is by investing in things like mutual funds or ETFs, which stand for exchange traded funds. And these are financial products where if you buy them, then you get to access the whole entire market. So the goal of passive investing is that they want to match market performance. They just want to perform as good as the market because they know that typically and historically the stock market always increases in the long run. Right, like Some years, the market might go down and it might be bad, but over, let's say, 10 years or so, the market is going to be in an upward trend and always increasing. So let's talk about the pros and cons of passive investing. So the first pro is that it is a strategy that doesn't require a lot of time. I've been able to teach my students on how to invest their money on just one hour every single month. They literally just manage their own investments. They don't have to hire a financial advisor. They don't have to get someone to help them with it. They are just able to manage their own investments on just one hour every single month. The second thing about passive investing is that it's the easiest to get started with. As I talked about before, investing is a skill and you can either be good and you can either be bad, average, or excellent at it. Passive investing is the most basic form of investing and it's the easiest to get started with. So if you've never invested your money before and you don't know how to actually invest your money, get started first with passive investing master this skill, and then move on. Some of the cons about passive investing is that it might not have the highest rate of returns. Because you're investing in all of the Canadian companies or all of the US companies, there's going to be some stocks that aren't going to be so great in your portfolio. And for that reason, you may not see amazing rates of return. Typically, for passive investing, you can assume a 7-10% to rate of return when it comes to stock investing. Investing strategy number two, picking individual stocks. So this is probably one of the most common investing strategies that people know about. The purpose of this strategy is that you want to purchase stocks that are undervalued or underpriced. And the reason for this is that you hope that in the next few years or whenever you decide that you need this money, that you can sell the stock at a higher price, right? So like, imagine like you're going shopping for clothes. I don't know about you, but I never want to pay a premium price on clothing or buy something at full price. What I want to do instead is go to the back of the store and buy something that is on discount, something that is 20% off or something that is 50% off. And the reason for this is because then I get to save a lot of money, right? (laughs) So when it comes to individual stocks, the strategy is that you want to find stocks that are at a discount, you don't want to buy a stock that is at full price. You want to buy a stock that is at a discount, at let's say a 10% discount or 20% discount. And then when you decide to sell it in, let's say, three or four or five years, the price will have increased and then you can sell it at that higher price and make a profit. So the pros of this strategy is that there are higher rates of return, Depending on how good you are at choosing stocks that are at a discount, you can get pretty great returns from your investments. The cons of this strategy, though, is that you need to really develop your investing knowledge and your investing skills. For example, you have to learn how to read financial statements. As a trained CPA, I literally spent four years to learn and how to read financial statements and to understand what is going on within a company. And it is not a very fun or easy process. And it's something that I honestly don't even like doing today. It is very time consuming and personally, I don't find it very fun to pull up, let's say, you know, Microsoft's financial statements and start reading them. That isn't something that brings me a lot of joy. Another thing about this strategy is that it takes up a lot more time. It takes a lot of time to research what stocks that you want to invest in. It takes a lot of time in order to watch the news and make sure that you're making the right trade and and to figure out... When is the right time in order to buy or sell this stock? So, just like any strategy, yes, there are pros. You can get great returns, but then there's also a trade-off that you need to consider. I think a lot of people try to skip past passive investing, and then they go straight to trying to learn how to invest in individual stocks. You have to realize that investing is not gambling. And investing is a skill. And in order to be successful at choosing and picking individual stocks, you need to have a relatively high skill level when it comes to investing. You have to know how to read financial statements. You have to know how to read and understand market trends. And if you don't have these skills yet, then then you're probably not ready for the strategy yet. Option number three, options trading. Okay, let's talk about options. So I'm not sure if you guys have heard about options before, but what options are is pretty much just a contract or an agreement to buy or sell a certain stock depending on certain situations. We're not going to go in depth about options trading, and I'm just going to give you a very quick and simple example. So let's say there's me and there's you. And we decide to go into an options agreement. Let's say I have an Apple share that's worth $100. You and I, we can form an options contract. Where this contract says that you promise to buy the share from me at $100. And in return, I'll give you a a $10 premium. So there are different scenarios that can happen. So... Scenario number one. Scenario number one is that the stock price stays at $100. Nothing will happen in this situation, and you still get to keep the $10 that I promised to give to you. The second scenario that can happen is that the stock price increases to $120. In this case, nothing will happen either, because I still want to keep my share that has increased in value. But the thing is, I'll still give you $10 as per our agreement. The third scenario that can happen is that the stock price decreases to $80. Now in this case, I'm going to execute the contract that we have, and I'm going to make you buy the share from me at $100. So now you're going to give me $100, and now you own the Apple share. And I'll still give you $10 as we agreed. So when it comes to options trading, there are many different types of contracts and agreements that you can decide to go in. Options trading is definitely a higher level investing skill. And if you're just getting into investing, I would definitely stay away from options trading. The reason for this is because there is a lot of horror stories when it comes to options trading. I've heard a lot of people lose a lot of money, so if you're new to investing, I wouldn't worry too much about options trading. Options trading also takes a lot more time. In order to successfully implement this strategy, you, you typically need to spend a few hours every single day or every single week, depending on your strategy, in order to successfully implement the strategy. The pros of this strategy, however is that you can get higher rates of return. So from listening to the option investors that I follow, on average, you can t- you can expect around 2 to 4% every single month. So that is quite a lot of money every single year. But keep in mind that this is a higher level investing skill, and there is equally a lot more risk that you need to take. Recently, I just invested approximately $9,000 in an investing coach to help me learn how to do options trading. So if you're thinking about getting into options trading, I would highly consider not doing things on your own and not trying to just, quote unquote, figure things out. Hire someone who actually knows what they're doing so that you can Get the help that you need, and you can avoid all of the mistakes that you would have normally already made on your own. The last and final strategy that we're talking about today is day trading. So day trading is a full-time career. (laughs) There's like YouTube videos about like the day in the life of a day trader, and they are working more hours than you at a nine-to-five job. As a day trader, you have to be constantly watching the market and making multiple trades within just one day. It is a very stressful job where you can, yes, make lots of money, but you could also lose a lot of money. So the pros of day trading is, yes, there's potential for high return. The cons is that it's very time consuming and you also need an extremely high skill level. So day trading is at the furthest end of the spectrum towards active investing. Honestly, for the average investor, I feel like most people aren't going to become day traders and you don't have to worry about becoming a day trader. The only people that would implement a day trading strategy is someone who actually wants to make a career in this field. Day trading is definitely not for me, and I'll probably never get into it anyways. Okay, so now that we've talked and evaluated the four investing strategies, you probably might feel a little little overwhelmed. You're like, oh my gosh, there's so much information, there's so many different strategies. Which strategy should I choose? And here is my recommendation. My recommendation, if you are new to investing and if you've never invested before, is to start with passive investing. And there's two reasons for this. The first thing is that remember that investing is a skill. So I mentioned this before, but a lot of people, they like to skip steps when they're trying to learn a new skill. So let's take a look at swimming, for example. I used to be a swimming teacher. And let's say you want to learn how to do front crawl. But the thing is, you don't even know how to float. What do you think will happen if someone tries to move their arms while in the water if they don't know how to float yet? It's probably not going to end well. They'll just be flailing in the water and likely just drown. So when it comes to swimming, if you want to learn front crawl, then you have to first learn the basic skill first you first need to learn how to float. And then once you know how to float, then you can add in your arms and start doing front crawl. So investing is the exact same way. Passive investing is the most basic skill when it comes to investing. With passive investing, you get to learn the basic and fundamental skills about investing, like how stock market works, how to invest to achieve and hit your financial goals. These are all things that I teach when it comes to passive investing. And then once you've mastered passive investing, that's when you can learn higher level investing strategies. For example, for me, because I mastered passive investing, it was a lot easier for me to learn more advanced investing strategies like options trading. It came a lot easier to me because my fundamentals were really, really strong. The second reason why you should start with passive investing if you're a beginner investor is that it's the best bang for your buck. Let me explain this. Let's say you only have $10,000 to invest, but you decide to start off with options trading where you can get, let's say, a 20% annual rate of return. You're spending a lot of time to learn it and you're, you're spending a lot of time to implement it. But the thing is, you're only going to make $2,000 this year because 20% of $10,000 is only $2,000, right? So it isn't really worth it to spend all of this time just to make an extra $2,000. You'll probably just spend this $2,000 on like the next vacation or like when you um, you know, buy yourself a, a birthday gift, right? This $2,000 is not a lot of money. Instead, your time is much better spent learning how to increase your income instead. For a lot of my students, they have portfolios under twenty, dollars under $50,000. And for that reason, I typically only recommend them doing passive investing. The reason why I started to learn about options trading and why I'm going to be implementing this strategy moving forward is because my portfolio is reaching $100,000 very soon. And let's say I can get a 20% rate of return from options trading with a $100,000 portfolio. Well, that's $20,000. $20,000 is quite a lot of money and that's the reason why it's actually worth my time. But the reason why I was able to build a $100,000 portfolio so quickly is because I decided to spend this time to learn how to make more money through my business. So if you have a portfolio that's less than fifty dollars or $100,000, I would recommend just staying with passive investing first. First, master passive investing, make sure that you're very comfortable with that, and instead, Allocate your time to learn and increase your income so that when you do have a $100,000 portfolio and you learn how to do options trading, then it's actually a better use of your time and energy. Okay, that is it for today's episode. This was a very long one and a very juicy episode. The key takeaways from this episode is that you don't have to be overwhelmed by all of the information and all of the noise about investing. You're going to be hearing things about crypto or marijuana stocks or options trading and I want you to know that you don't have to worry about all of those things. I want you to focus on learning the skill of investing, the basic skill of investing. Start with passive investing, and then once you master this skill, then you can start learning higher level investing strategies. If you're someone who wants to learn how to invest their money on just one hour every single month through passive investing, then I invite you to apply for the Plant Your Money program. It's a 12-week one-on-one coaching program with me where I teach you how to have mastery over your money and start living a life of financial freedom. To apply, you can either shoot me a DM on Instagram at michaelleekim or you can book a call with me using the link in the show notes. If you found any value with this episode, I would love it if you could share it on Instagram or give it a review on Apple Podcasts as this helps me reach more like-minded people such as yourself. So this is part two of the investing series that we have on the Mastery Over Money podcast. Make sure you're subscribed because next week we'll be releasing the third part of the investing series. And the title of this episode is the best investment is dot, 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 dot. So if you want to learn about what is the best investment that you could be investing in, then make sure to subscribe and tune in next week. That's it for today, guys, and have a great rest of your week and weekend.